Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Here we go. It's hour five of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, thanks for making us part of it. Man, we're so excited to get off to uh, Surprise Arizona and Rangers spring training. While that's going on, we'll have NFL free agency uh, hitting big time. You know, that that is a, a crazy 10 days towards the end of February and early March as the league year approaches. Deals are getting made. Contracts are getting restructured. And we'll be all over it for you here uh Probably starting by the end of next week. I think we're going to see some some news starting to trickle in for those free agents that are staying with their current teams. Here's the Wooly Bully, Zach Wolchuk, with the Cowboys news of the evening. DallasCowboys.com uh, putting out some quotes from Micah Parsons. Of course, earlier we did share the tweet that he had out about, you know, kind of getting harassed with all the autograph requests at the airport. But in regards to his priorities and intent to remain in Dallas for the entirety of his career, he said, quote, I do know they've got to get C.D. Lamb done. I think that's the priority right now. But if they're ready to talk about a deal and get a deal done, I'd be super excited. I'm ready to be a Cowboy for life. This is the team I wanted to be with pre-draft. This is the team that I want to win a championship with. And what's meant for me is what's meant for me. I'm not going to rush the process. I'm just going to enjoy the process and keep working until it's done. In regards to Mike Zimmer, he said, just going off the track record and what I'm seeing from what I hear, he's a very good coach. I'm excited to meet him and to see what he has planned for my future. I think he's had a top defender in each period with the Cowboys, so it's going to be really exciting. And I'm excited to see him in Zim. Uh, and then when it comes to the lack of championship success, I think it takes a collective group and everyone being bought in from the higher-ups to the coaches to the players to the practice squad. It doesn't matter who you are. I think everyone needs to be locked in. Everyone needs to buy in, and it starts with OTAs. How many people are we going to get in there and learn this new system? How can we get the ball moving and learn how to work together and maximize communication, not shying away from anything? I think that's a key point. You know, The, the contract stuff that's going to take care of itself, I don't really care that much about that. When it comes to the OTAs with a new defensive coordinator, and when you listen to what Mike Zimmer said yesterday about the language, he needs to get everybody speaking the same language. The coaching staff, ah, the players, yeah. everybody on the same page so that when the players come off the field, yeah. he can understand what they are seeing by what they're telling him. If they're not all on the same page, it sounds like nobody knows what the hell is going on. Yeah. And that was something Zim emphasized. Micah talking about the buy-in for the OTAs. We're going to need to look at that. When we get to go out there for minicamp and OTA practices, this Cowboys defense needs to be showing up here in Frisco at the start, not doing your own stuff out there in Miami. Yeah, that's a good point. And Micah was a guy who spent a lot of time away last offseason. Uh, I think every day is a chance to improve your communication, a chance to you know learn more as a group. I just I can't imagine how getting away would be the ideal learning environment. I think, I think that Micah just gave you a glimpse of really what happened in that playoff game. 
communication, the problems that they had. Maybe it's something all season long. When you look at the big plays, we've talked about it every Monday when we get to break down the film and stuff like that. They give up big plays. Somebody busted something. You know, usually when you know this team doesn't, it's not the physical things that give them problems. It's guys jumping gaps or you know not covering the right guy. Communication, not picking up on your switches, not, not picking, yeah, not picking up, maybe not being lined up deep enough. Right, right. See, and that's the thing. I think, I think Micah just told you what he felt like the problem was. I mean, he. He loves Dan Quinn. Don't get me wrong, but he, I, I can sense a little bit of frustration now when you start talking to these defensive guys that that they had that was a problem for them that they didn't communicate well enough and they weren't all on the same page when they needed to be. Yeah, John Oning mentioned maybe a benefit is switching to a simpler defense. You know, just yeah. be athletes, just uh, keep it in front of you, go hit it. You know, and 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 maybe there will be multiple benefits. A better scheme overall for today's offenses, a better attention to detail, but also just easier, uh, less busts in this scheme probably. Need less busts, definitely. Yeah. Uh, now, Mike Zimmer, what he's been doing is also doing a podcast uh, with Marvin Lewis on the 3013. 3013. That's what he has been doing over the last couple of years. Now, last year, in regards to Micah Parsons, they were previewing the playoff game against Tampa Bay. And shout out to Brandon Laurie, who's done an excellent job just kind of going, digging, deep diving into the rabbit hole of Mike Zimmer and just finding all, some of these old clips. He does fantastic work with blogging the boys. So here was Zimmer as we try and kind of figure out, like, what are his thoughts on Micah Parsons? What might he do with Micah Parsons? This was him on Parsons prior to that Tampa Bay playoff game. The thing that he has, uh, he has such outstanding speed and get off of, of being able to um, get across the line of scrimmage. And, you know, when, when I was working for Parcells, we had DeMarcus Ware and he, he said to me one time, why would you ever drop this guy, you know, just let him go. And sometimes I think about Parsons the same way, you know, he's, he's a guy that uh, can really, really affect the passing game, especially, but, you know, I think they do do They've done a nice job with him. You know, when they line him up inside, you know, he can be the extra wraparound pressure guy, um, you know, when he's lined up off the ball, but um, you know, he's a guy that, that really dominates when he's on the line of scrimmage. I think that's what you can expect. Yeah. I know we we had the conversation with the struggles at linebacker. Should right. you play Micah more off ball? From that clip, it doesn't sound like Micah Parsons and in, in, in Mike Zimmer's eyes, his strength is playing off ball. His strength is being on the line of scrimmage, going after the quarterback. Yeah, they've got to figure out though this linebacker situation though. And until they do that though, Micah, he's probably got him. Okay, right now I got him as a linebacker, but. I'm going to try and change this right. with the you know with the off season with maybe some free agency and then maybe even with the draft. Well, then the third and eight play, Dan Quinn's got Micah dropping back in coverage. That doesn't sound like something Zim would be wanting to do either when he talks about no. with the Marcus Ware. Like, why the hell am I dropping him in coverage? Well, I wouldn't do that. You probably got it. You got. I, I bet you Quinn got in a situation too where he was trying to break some tendencies there. And I think I believe that. I think a, I think a playoff game is a bad time to think about breaking tendencies. You know, because if you look at, and I think you're talking about the third and eight play where they threw the ball in the middle of the field yes. there. And Micah looked like his depth was bad on the drop. And then also to the safety carrying, you know, the, the you know, so now you have this natural gap. And mm-hmm. Micah Parsons is just not a guy. It, he could he could play in coverage. We've seen him carry receivers up, you know. But you carry receivers like in the, in the tight red zone. Like we've seen him run with running backs up the field yes. and defend. I'm not asking him to defend, you know, Thin, uh, 15 to 18 yards you know that seems to be a little bit more of a problem for him I do think though like because of Micah's speed and his ability to rush like that threat 
is going to open up things elsewhere on that front. And and I want Zim incorporating that and Micah's ability to recover with speed and drop. Not a lot. You know, I think I want him always lined up there or in one of the A gaps. But that, that's what Mike Zimmer does. And I, I think Micah Parsons might be, you know, a, like a top three chess piece of all time in Mike Zimmer's career. I, I want that thing unleashed. 100%. The other thing Zim uh, was asked about was the addition of Stephon Gilmore. This was heading yeah. into the season. He loved Stephon Gilmore coming out of South Carolina. Cowboys get him. This was also prior to uh, Trayvon Diggs's injury. So Zimmer's thoughts on Gilly, but also Diggs. Thing is, you know, I, I worked out Gilmore, or I went to the workout when he was he came come out of South Carolina. I loved him. You know, he's long, uh, yeah. good in and out of breaks. Uh, you know, it's, he's been to I think three times All Pro or something like that. Um, so I, I liked him a lot anyway, and he's he's got great acceleration. Um, he's a tough, competitive guy, very good again in the press. Um, you know, and then you look at, at Diggs, and Diggs, Diggs has um, probably the best hands of any corner out there. Um, he catches everything. Uh, that's why he gets a lot, a lot of interceptions. I know that he doesn't play with a – I mean, his technique is – hit and miss sometimes he's a little bit of a riverboat gambler um and again i do think he's good in, in the press when he wants to get up there and press sometimes he lines up five yards off and kind of side side shuffles and you know he'll get beat on some double moves so you know i i do think if he would get a little bit more discipline in his techniques and things like that he may not have as many interceptions but he'd deny a lot more players from getting the ball and he would give up less plays I think that it's a good indication that he's open, depending on what the money is, to Gilmore coming back. But also Diggs, I agree with him. I think his best is when he's press man. I don't think Diggs is as good when he's playing off the ball. You started to see strides, I think, prior to the injury where he did refine his technique a little bit. But I think Mike Zimmer is going to impact Trayvon Diggs, take his game to another level as well. Because if there's one thing he can refine, it's technique. Yeah, I wonder if Mike Zimmer will make Al Harris even a better coach. Because then, you know, he's... Al's going to have to teach these techniques, and Mike is going to be standing there. It's going to be very reminiscent. If you've ever watched clips of Alabama practice, the secondary coach at Alabama is nobody knows. Everybody thought it was, you know, Nick Saban. They have a secondary coach, but that guy is constantly having to deal with the defensive coordinator standing there coaching him. So, yeah, I, I could see Al Harris here. You know, he's going to have to – He's going to have to adapt to what, you know, and maybe Al wants to. Maybe Al's like, yeah, we we needed to play more press coverage, you know. Maybe this is something to be a real easy transition for him, teaching these guys how Mike wants to play. Yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, I for me, I think Trayvon Diggs is okay at that, but he's best reading the quarterback's eyes and, you know, just kind of, not 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 shadowing and turning his head, not battling the guy, but staying roughly in position yeah. and waiting for the ball to come into the area. I believe that's called out of phase. I believe he's he's a better out of phase yeah. player than in phase. Um, but he, you're right, Wolchuk. The way that he was playing before the injury last year should make me, you know, reevaluate what he's what he's capable of doing at a high level because yeah. that was fantastic until the injury last year. Yeah, and I mean, he was playing more physical as well. Yeah. I mean, that was something we definitely called out during the off season after the Niners game, and I mean, against the Giants, he gives up a play, and what does he do? He chases a guy down, forces a fumble in the opener. So he looked like he was kind of turning the corner in that way. Did, uh, you know, Deron Bland's got that in him where he's going to be physical. I think he's really good when it comes to press man. So some of the corners they've got on the roster, and if they bring back Stephon Gilmore, barring health, I mean, and, and we'll have to see how Diggs comes back, because now I think we always have to be, like, a little cautious 
with how these guys are coming back from serious sure. knee injuries the next year. But uh, those are very exciting. The other thing is, when you look at Mike Zimmer's numbers uh, from teams that he's coached on penalty-wise, he has done a really good job of having teams not get called a ton. You look at him when, as the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, his teams were middle of the pack towards the bottom of the league in terms of most penalized in the NFL. Under Mike McCarthy, that's definitely been an issue with the Dallas Cowboys. It was an issue under Wade Phillips, got a little bit better under Jason Garrett. Certainly has been a problem and a talking point under McCarthy. Yeah. Mike Zimmer's defense hopefully will get an uptick into not having that many penalties because of the discipline that he will go ahead and bring in. It's it's a trade-off that you get with the cupcake coach. You know, Maybe you're going to have your guys healthier. Maybe the, the mood is going to be better but you don't get the guy going down there thinking crap I can hear my coach yelling at me already yeah. I'm not jumping off sides here yeah. you know there there's no worry there's um and again there's trade-offs with it but I, I think that's a direct result of Mike Zimmer not letting things go unaccounted for yeah yeah I, I wonder I wonder if Mike Zimmer's got some type of like penalty punishment you know, like I know, Herpes. I I think that, yeah, yeah, like, and there's the, or like the loaf punishment in high school. If you got caught loafing at the end of practice, you're standing in the middle of all of the defenders. The entire defense is circled around you and you have to watch them do uh, burpees or up downs or whatever, Ooh. you know, so you're not doing it. You're, everybody else is paying the price and that's how you create that sort of that accountability. So maybe Zimmer does something like that. Yeah, for every penalty, it's uh, you know, it's ten up downs for the defense, and you got to watch him do it. And everybody kind of hates you. I have a feeling one girl is going to be in the middle of a circle tonight. Might be named Abby Wolchuk. Back to you. (laughs) Oh no! Yeah, she's she's getting red cards and stuff. She's got a loafing. Oh, Oh, she's got a loaf. Yeah, a little too much loafing. Lollygagging is what Get my him, dad coach. called it. Okay, yeah. No lollygagging, no yeah. no loafing. Okay, so three things that Calvin Watkins wrote in his morning news article that Mike Zimmer has to do as defensive coordinator. Let me, let me know if you guys agree with these three or if you have something else you want to throw out there as well. One is make sure Micah Parsons is healthy, uh, is happy, led the NFL in being double teamed 35% more than any defender. I think uh, John Owning gave some really good numbers yeah. of how he's able to kind of free up certain guys yeah. with how he's he's going over and under defenses right yeah. with the line. Yeah. Uh, find bigger linebackers. You know, to me, I think it's more. You just need to make sure you've got instinctive, smart players, but certainly size as well. You did see teams want to attack Marquise Bell, who's not really a linebacker, so I think that's a little bit unfair. Yeah. But then coach with an edge. I think you know he's going to be coaching that, with an that edge. That is not the one. You don't have to worry about that one. Uh, finding the bigger linebackers, it's going to. We'll see what happens in the draft. We've already looked at you know several of the top ones. Several of the really good ones are banged up. That's kind of a Cowboys special taking banged up linebackers. But you know I think they're going to have to figure out a way in free agency to grab one as well. Yeah, dude, I think free agency is, is the way to go here. I mean, when we know we know center is a huge one offensively, yeah. probably the biggest. And then when you think about defense, it's defensive tackle and and linebacker. And it feels like in free agency you can go get you a linebacker. And you can go get you a defensive tackle pretty easily. Uh, I know John Oning gave us Aziz Al Shair from mm-hmm. the Titans, who was formerly playing next to Fred Warner and really Drake Greenlaw in San Francisco. He was just on a one-year $5 million deal. So it's not like you're going to be paying a bunch of money for a guy like that, but he's he's a certified thumper, a first-and-down, run-stopping kind of guy. Maybe it's Bobby Wagner. But I think linebacker, defensive tackle, you get that in free agency, and then you go draft one of these centers, and there's apparently – three of them that are in the top 30, 35 yeah. players in the whole draft. Yeah, Boom, there centers. it is. 
Uh, so, speaking of the draft, I saw a three-round mock from NFL Network on NFL.com. This is what the Cowboys would end up with. Let's see if this addresses some positions of need for you. At 24, they take the Washington offensive tackle, who I believe will kick in and play guard, Troy Fontenu yeah. from, uh, from Washington, as I mentioned. The size is the reason why I don't know that he can play left tackle, but he was really damn good in college. He's six foot two. He's a little bit shorter for your prototypical left tackles. I think he's got a guard build, so maybe he can kick inside and, and play guard there. In the second round, he's got them taking one of my favorite running backs. I think this is a little bit high for my dude, but I wouldn't be upset. Jalen Wright, running back at a Tennessee at 56. And that's a little high for Jalen Wright. I've got more of a third-round grade on him, but he is explosive, dynamic. I love him quite a lot uh, in the draft process. In the third round, they go to center. And they go ahead and get Van Pran, Cedric Van Pran, mm. the center from Georgia, who's been a three-year starter. There yeah. was the starter on their back-to-back uh, national championship team. In the third round, I think Van Pran would be a pretty damn good pick. But he certainly does have some uh, some concerns when you watch him a little bit. But he's a physical guy. Yeah, there is some there's some nastiness to his game. He is. Yeah. So he is a mean. he is a mean guy. Uh, he actually does. This kid looks bigger on tape. He's listed as 310 pounds. He looks a lot bigger than that. Agreed. Yeah. So, you know, you'd address two offensive linemen and running back. I think we'd be pretty happy with that. Oh, I would be ecstatic, Wolchuk. I mean, if if you do that much, then, uh, you know, I'm going to be open-minded to reimagining what this team's capable of here in, in 2024. And that's all I want. You know, give, give me a chance to believe and hope that something could be different this year. Jones boys, please. Sports hodgepodge, Chief, where are you taking us? Tell the tape. My guys weren't listening. We got some Mavs things for you and the best thing going in the year 2024. I'll give you the details next year in the nation. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of car. They are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, buddy. Welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation on the fan. Segment here is brought to you by Soda. That's state of the art. And the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Frankel and Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks and DFW. If you or a loved one has been in an accident, contact Franco and Franco for a free consultation. It's 214 or 817 333 Jump online to truckwreck.com. 
Here's Eric Chiafala with a little sports hodgepodge on your Thursday night. Okay, I got some sound we need to play. Uh, fellas weren't listening today during a rim sesh. Roll up. But I do have a Mavs thing that I need to address because Grant Afseth tweeted out that the Mavericks improved to 8 0 this season in games played without Grant Williams. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> That's incredible. They lost so many games when he was hurt, but but none when he, wow. No, I, I guess he, they didn't. They never lost when he was hurt. Seemed like he was out for a long time and they were losing lots of games, Chief. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. No, 100%, yeah. dude. And, and the uh, all the different net ratings and stuff, like even the net rating between Luka and Kyrie when they're on the court together is really, really good. But it's even, it's like exponentially better when it's Luca and Kyrie on the court that doesn't involve Grant Williams. Like Man. everything points to Grant Williams being, we know he's the yappy, yappy, annoying dude. He came in out of shape, but the proof is in the pudding when it ter- in terms of just like, you know, the addition by subtraction, this dude was a nightmare. He was a, he was a, a walking anchor to, uh, to the team by wins and losses, and even just between Luke and Kyrie, even they couldn't overcome necessarily just how awful it was to have him there. So, again, we salute Grant Williams for no longer being a Mav, and it's just even better that what was you know received in return for him has been yeah. a home run. P.J. Washington and Gafford, badasses. I think, I think players say weird things to the media when they arrive, like Grant in Washington, Spencer Dinwiddie in Los Angeles, like what's going on with the Mavs? You're trying to like play up this idea that everything is great, and I'm so glad I'm here, and you guys are happy I'm here too, right? Because you didn't like P.J. Washington or Gafford or whatever, and I'm going to be so much better, man. This is so great, and um, you know, I, I, I think it's... It's not a it's not a time where you know honesty is reigning supreme. It was pretty good. I saw a video of uh, Spencer Dinwiddie coming off the floor against the Lakers. Somebody quote tweeted it, and, and Brian Lucius will like this, but uh, they they said that he looks like straight out of the show winning time, and he did. Just the way that he was looking, the yeah. hair and everything. Like I was like, damn, Dinwiddie does fit that. Yeah, because he's got oh, yeah, the, he's from the seventies or eighties. He's yeah. rocking it, man. Yeah, he's got the chops, got yes. the fro, uh-huh. he's got that square uh, goatee yeah. situation. Yeah. He could fit right in. He's going to jump in a 65 Lincoln before he yep. get out of this game. Holly has the pants on. <laughs> Lucius, I did see, I don't know exactly how they do the science behind this, but Forbes is saying that Dallas and Fort Worth have some of the worst drivers in America. Yeah, I believe it. Ranking sixth and ninth, respectively. I see it every single day. Why are we so bad? How did we get so bad at driving? People are not concerned about anybody else on the road except, them, except themselves. And they don't know how to double back either. If they miss their turn, they're going to go for it right there. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Uh, while they're thinking about something, they just slow down their car. and Don't worry about anybody else behind them or beside them. It's amazing. Before they turn into a place, they go, well, do I want to turn there? Do I want to park here? And there's a whole line of people behind them that's actually in traffic waiting for them to turn yeah. to the said place. Yeah. I'm seeing this too much. Very true. Yeah, I'm in a turn lane. I have to go right, but dang it, I want to be in that middle lane. So I'm just going to stop right here. You know, these I'm, I'm going to hold about 20 people behind me five minutes like it's nothing. Yep. How many of them got to use it? How many of them are late for a meeting? How many of them are late for work? I don't care. Doesn't matter. Because I need to get in the middle lane. And I'm a loser with nowhere to be. I, I, I think, uh, can't we point the finger at just how many different people have been moving here and now we're getting all sorts of different driving techniques from all around the world that are that are coming here to Dallas and Fort Worth? Suspect. I'd Let's like to it. point the finger. and Blame, blame California. It's a melting pot of driving techniques. Yeah.
Albuquerque, New Mexico is actually number one in terms of being the worst driving oh, really? city in America. Memphis, Tennessee, Detroit, Michigan, and Tucson, Arizona. Uh, that's your top four. And then Kansas City sitting at five. But Dallas is at six, and, and Fort Worth is at nine. So we have two Texas cities on the map for being bat bleep terrible at driving. What do you, Real quick, what do you think uh, Charlotte's record is with Grant Williams in the lineup? Oh, I know they won their first game, so that's it. One and one. Three and oh. Oh crap. Three they got the good vibes going. Three and oh. Yeah. yeah after a his, trade. You his, know. his plus minus, he's been plus nineteen, plus fourteen, plus ten. Yeah. Last three games. It's the honeymoon. You think? Yeah. He's energized to prove that Dallas was wrong, so he's focused and playing hard. Fifteen yeah, twenty one. Just like he was for the Mavs for the first ten games yeah. of the season. Fifteen, twenty one, fifteen. Last three. Falling a little bit. We're okay. We'll take uh, PJ Washington any day. <laughs> what's okay? So what's the bad thing? Like the worst thing that I see is the guy in the in the sedan who's just yeah. weaving through traffic, no signal, like getting close to fenders. Yes. You know, like he's racing. You know, and his car is worth eight hundred bucks. Uh, he's going to get pulled over soon, but in the meantime, he is weaving in and out of your traffic, and that's where I cringe. I'm like, oh no. And we see that I think daily driving home from seventy five. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to Sunnyvale, I'm going to Plano. We're going basically the same direction past George Bush over there in 75. And there's always usually one of those. At a least weaver. once a week. Yeah. yeah. And if they're on a motorcycle, I'm like, wow, you know, it sucks to be their mom. I'd be worried Dude, about this guy. The motorcycles yeah. are getting crazy out here. Lucius, you were talking about this yesterday or the day before, bro. I had it today driving to work. Yep. It's like, dude, thank God I didn't all of a sudden decide I wanted to change lanes. I would never have seen you. Yeah, I always figured those people stole that bike or that car. Because why are you going that fast and, and dodging and stuff like that? I think you stole that, man. Somebody's chasing Driving them. like you stole it. Yeah. There's a lot of bad stuff, though. I do, I do think the worst, though, is that guy who's who's stopping everything to make sure that he gets over. And he can't just bite the bullet of, hey, dude, you got in the wrong spot. You now have to make the turn. You got to figure out to turn around and get going where you're going. You can't hold up everybody else. Yeah, that's right. right. That's the biggest nightmare guy driving right now. Uh, okay, let's yeah, go. Yeah, 360. I thought Grant was great. You know, I thought Grant was going to be at the perfect piece that, of oh, what this team needed. Me too. A perimeter guy who was big enough to defend in the paint, yeah. rebound a little bit. He, he looked the part to yeah. me. I, I told us he'd that. fit, yeah. he could defend all the spots, right? That was kind yeah. of the thing. Oh, he could defend all five. Yeah, 360. I think we've, we've taken ownership on that all week. I was yeah. dead balls wrong. We were wrong. I mean, we didn't expect him to come in out of shape, you know, which yeah. is uh, reportedly what ended up being the case. Uh, it's a huge bummer, but yeah, we all got to hold that L for sure. Uh, now let's go ahead and get to the sound of the day. This is the moment in the program where everyone checks out. It's a rim sesh, you know, no, everybody wants to be selfish in the rim sesh. Nobody wants to be generous and, and hear what's going on. Uh, and so listen to the interaction we shared earlier around three forty-five this afternoon when it's basketball, it's butt crack. I don't know how many times we have to go over this. I don't know the rules and I never will. Mike Conley believes Rudy Gobert's impact oh. matches that of superstars such as LeBron James and Steph Curry. He did say Quote, it. I think he's not treated like a superstar because he doesn't do the superstar things offensively that it. LeBron and Steph do. Yeah. But he has the same impact on a game. People game plan for him like they game plan for those guys. I would agree with that. You know, and as he learns to weaponize his talents even more, he will be the most game planned for a player ever. You you just you got a major problem on your hands at that height with that three point shooting. Just shut up. I don't think there's an answer. Wait for brothers. I think it's true. Yeah. <laughs> no butt cracking here. I was. Listening. Do you know who we're talking about? No. Okay. <laughs> I didn't hear what the hell you said because I'm trying to look up what you didn't have. I don't think anybody knows who I'm talking about. Who are here. you talking? Who are you about? talking about? 
Talking about Rudy Gobert. You did. You said Rudy Gobert. You did. You said it. I love the way he brought us. There's there's a pause. I could see on his face he had no idea what was going on, and he was just going to agree. Dawson could have said made, anything. Dawson In my a, defense, I think that's the second time or maybe the third time I've confused Rudy and Wimby. Yeah. I, you say I Rudy, so I hear Wimby. I, I, I don't blame anybody but Eric here. I thought we were talking about Wimby too. I really, yeah, I did the, not hear the Rudy. The reason I checked out was a fault of your own because I'm now doing a research. And I, project. I, did, I couldn't figure out why Conley was talking about Wimby. That's why <laughs> right. I couldn't. Now that's Brian, what Brian was totally bleeped over here, and then he oh, doubled I was, down and said, "You said the wrong name. You definitely said the right name." I, I didn't hear the name. No. I heard it that time. But my favorite is Gavin trying to act like he actually heard what the hell was going on. You know, I, I just great. I want to recognize how great of a job Chief did in that rim Dude. session. You know, <laughs> and I want to apologize. The hell of a segment. I know how that feels, and I'm you sorry. do not deserve that. You guys made it a better segment, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I thought it was great. We're talking about Rudy Gobert's three-point prowess here from <laughs> yeah, Dawson. We have the toughest to defend in the league. Braun yeah. is having no idea. I, had, I at least admitted it, right? You were trying to fake it. You were trying to fake it, I and then I called try. you out on it, and you I were was, like, you know what? You're right. I, I got to own up. I, 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 was I, think, I think that's a true. I was. I was <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a that, that's a bad But who was talking about Rudy like that, though? Mike Conley. Mike Conley. See, that's why I couldn't figure out. I'm like thinking? Mike Conley. Who's he talking about? And and then I got confused because I thought Rudy. Mike. What are they? What's the connection between that, those two? That's the worst sports Mike take Conley. since Clyde Drexler told us that James Harden should win Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of the most insane things I've yeah. ever heard. Yeah, Clyde, Clyde. Clyde joined me in CA one night about ten years ago. Said that when Harden was in the oh. middle of like scoring all the points and playing no defense. And that's your hero. <laughs> He was just caping for his guy. He did, he was doing TV down there. Okay. Oh, yeah. that's right. He was doing the Houston thing. Yeah. Wow. For all French people look the same. It's okay, guys. Yeah. No, Walchuk's often said that. A couple that. of French guys. Okay. The best Gobert, news. Gobert, Wimbenyama. Nah, I guess not. Nah. They just both sound Frenchy. They're French. No, and, and to y'all's credit, we had just pivoted from Wimby and his greatness yeah. no, that's to not. Rudy Gobert and, Okay, and so we, we so. were taking it in context. Now, yeah. to fall on the sword entirely, sometimes I think, wow, there's a lot of people in this room. I cannot pay attention for three minutes. Yes. You know, oh, yeah. That, We've all been and, there. That, and that happened to yeah. me. That and happened we, to me. Yeah. I, was, I was trying to find Tim Legler stuff, and I got confused. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, it's okay. Good news is, guys. Uh, I'm sure you guys have seen this by now uh, because this has been this has been hot since the weekend. Yeah. Would you have felt better if I had just immediately said I have no idea who you're talking about? Would it made you have uh, felt yes. better? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. If, if you would have just like, led with it, like, like who are you talking about? You should have yeah. said, "What are you talking about? What, what are you talking bad? about? Yeah. What are you even talking about? Okay. Could have been fine. Um, okay. Either way, I think you handled it well. No, I didn't. Uh, in the sense that, yeah, you handled it poorly. Very poorly. Thank you. So Taco Bell, we, we've seen. They, they got the new menu situation going down. Again? I was thinking oh. about doing a Taco Bell new menu draft. Uh, maybe we could do a, since it's not a football Friday tomorrow, maybe we could do this. I will give you guys what the new big board is, and maybe we can stack our, our board the way we like it, and we can do a little food draft tomorrow. Double-decker taco back? We got the, uh, it's going to start. Now, one I know is going to really appease Dawson for sure, uh, but a lot of these seem pretty interesting. We're going to start with the cheesy chicken Crispinata. Ooh, hoo, hoo, that sounds divine. A crispinata. A crispinata. I'm, I'm hoping they pick up the cine snacks that Sonic dropped. Okay, well, you're 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 onto something over there. Okay, uh, you you must have been watchdogging or something. Uh. The uh, the crispy little pocket of perfection includes marinated shredded chicken and a blend of Monterey pepper jack cheddar and mozzarella cheese. This thing looks fantastic. Wow. That's the cheesy chicken crispinata. Okay, it's, it's like, got a first round grade for me. So it's all that stuffed in a. Kind of a yeah, like an empanada. Empanada, okay. Right. Yeah, are they mini? I like it. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, Spanglish seems to be a pretty good handheld situation. Yeah, sounds overrated. Uh, you have the crispy chicken nuggets. I think we all understand what that's going to be doing here. Okay, uh, you're going to have an opportunity. This one looks pretty good. Cheesy street chalupas. All right, you had me at hello. Classic chalupa, but it's getting the upgrade. Had me at cheesy. <laughs> Slight downgrade in size, allegedly. Okay. Smaller street style chalupas feature the classic fried flatbread along with a smaller tortilla that is stuffed with cheese. Because why the hell not? Why not? So it's, it's similar to like the, the gordita, you know, where you have two things wrapped yeah. in one and there's cheese melted to it. Looks I prefer the gordita. Really freaking good. Yeah, I'm the gordita is a, a gordita no brand. Yeah. Same here. You're going to get a Mountain Dew Baja Blast Gelato. Say what? What's the a Baja? gelato? Uh, gelato is like a, I it's like the, a, a Italian ice cream. the Italian ice cream. Oh, yeah. I do like those. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be <laughs> Baja <laughs> Blast style. <laughs> 20-year anniversary of the Baja Blast. That's, a, that's what they're celebrating with that one. There's apparently a Baja Blast like uh, pie that is going to make its way that, out that, and about I, at some I've point. I've seen that. In, in yeah. the, I say in, hello. Yeah, it's a green pie. Yeah, it really looks good. Yeah. <laughs> you say good pie. I, I say, say hello. hello. Cheesy en, uh, enchilada dipping taco. So this is like a... This is like a, a cross between a taco and an enchilada. See, those just haven't chicken worked. Chicken or steak. Those haven't worked there because they did that rolled taco, the chicken rolled tacos. They didn't slap. Not bueno. They didn't smack. Not a taquito? Yeah, it's a taquito. Yeah, but it's not full. It's not the full wrap. It's a, it's a taco. Okay. Oh. Well, maybe these will be better. You're going to get the churro chillers. These look pretty good, too. Uh, so they're playing around with like the shakes and, and like the coffee stuff. And, and by the looks of it. It, it, it's worked out. The churro chillers will feature four flavors of ice cream along with flavored caramel, cold foam, and churro bits to top it all off. It's like a churro blizzard. Yeah. Ooh, it really okay. is, dude. And you're going to get the chunks of the churro bits within it. I, I think it's a really good play. Since we're on the cinnamon talk, I, I yeah, you're going to hate me. Well, I knew that you were doing the lint. He hates you anyway. Yesterday when I was at the operator's club, they brought out a dessert. It is homemade cinnamon rolls, two big ones, and they sandwich between it Henry's ice cream that they get delivered and made fresh for them. Wow. It It is like your- Cinnamon wow. roll ice cream sandwich? Yes. What? I have a date with that. Yes. Holy Six God. weeks from now. When hopefully, they're going to bring some food over. I'll, I'll text- Monday the, after Easter. Okay. Yeah. I'll text the chef and be like, yeah. we need to make sure you bring that for my guy, because that's right up your alley. It's gorgeous. Uh, Dulce de Leche Cinnabon Delights, and this is where Gavin Dawson- <laughs> Really goes from six to midnight here. Uh, they're they're little balls, little uh, little cineballs yeah, with wow. filled with the dulce de leche all up in there. So that's gonna be great. And then you get the cheese at Crunchwrap. This is a Crunchwrap Supreme with a giant like Wolchuk face sized cheese it wedged in the middle of it. So My you first get pick. Like that, I'm claiming that one. <laughs> that thing looks pretty dang special, right there. This so, is all in a min. This they're adding all these now. They're adding all of these. Yeah. Then there's some other ones that they're wow. looking to do. Are they that, out now? Uh, I I think these are out now, or they might be like slowly dropping them throughout the year. You know, they okay. might not be un- okay. unleashing okay. all of them at once. Yeah. Uh, but this is. I mean, we're in store for a big what, one. What a revamp! Yeah. Thank you, huge. Chief. That is. There it is, a nightly sports hodgepodge here on your home of the World Series champion, Texas Rangers. We're a week and a half from touching down and surprise. When we return, we'll cross talk with the get right. Reggie and Blake throwing heat in their next in the nation. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. 
watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Thank you very much, Lucius. Very happy birthday to a Tolo from the 817. Can I get a birthday shout-out before the show ends? It's Jalen. He's turning 30 today. So a happy birthday to you, sir, and a happy birthday to anybody else out there who's beat A, it might be. I thought it was cool today. We had a texter letting us know that he's got his first baby uh, due yes. the same day as your baby is Isn't due. Isn't that cool? April 17th, right? Yep, April 17th. That is, uh, we're getting close to two months out, man. It's Maybe good. he was on that cruise ship on. with you. Could have been. Could have been a Royal Caribbean baby. Who knows? <laughs> Time now to cross talk with the Get Right Reginald Atatula and the fan phenom Blake Elliott with us here, fellas. How you doing? Yo, what's that, fellas? Feeling good. Feeling good. Feeling man. lit. Feeling light. Despite feeling the fact light. that he said fan phenom, right? It's, it, it's okay. It's cool. We'll, we'll let it slide. You are okay. the fan phenom. Well, I'm going to say it just because I know it takes you off. I don't know. I could care less. Sure it is, because yeah. he hasn't told any of us that. <laughs> I'm just hoping no Frank Sinatra talk comes up. I've just been trying to evade that. So. Yeah, we found Man, out last I was night. MF and you driving around last well, Frank's night. his favorite musician. Nope. Frank he was is. singing some Frank songs, and Reggie was being really nice about it. He was attempting to sing, but he wasn't singing no Frank songs. It was, it was it, yeah. It Pretty was. in tune, guys. It's okay. Everyone has their own musical you know, ears, some better than others. I feel like I was pretty on tune. The Tolos sound like you got musical like kneecaps the way that you were the, singing. The, that was tough. The the Tolos loved it. That's that's that. So day. you were going acapella. I was going acapella. He was he was singing like New York, New York, wasn't he, Reg? Kind that, of like, well, that those were all the words. That it he was had. the words. He had New yeah. York, New York, and it wasn't to the te- yeah. to the tune of the song New York, New York. So I don't know what exactly he was attempting there, to do, but there was it was one I did really good. It was towards the end. I can't remember which one. It might have been my way. Not sure. My if way. it was, I don't hear. I remember hearing you do my way well. Okay. <laughs> okay. I thought it was pretty Just funny. Just to be completely honest. I okay. did almost he did call it his way. Like, That's I, right. I, I he was sure did. Screaming. He sure Red did. Dress, he's like, name some Sinatra songs. And my man Blake was just kind of like, well, there's a, uh, and then I was like, I was screaming. <laughs> that's what you get for being 60 years old. But I did tell you, I was I, born the same I, day as Frank Sinatra. Yep. So and that's yes. why I know. One day, every driver we had in Vegas, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because those guys were all my age. No, you definitely. They were did a talking good job. about back in the day, like Vegas in the seventies. Oh yeah, like they were kind of telling us the old school stories, and like Brian got a kick out of it. My guys, my guys were not too happy with how much I was, how chatty I am. Honestly, with we didn't the limo mind drivers, it, but it's fun to make fun of you for it. Is is uh, is huh. Sinatra the most famous Frank of all time? Caliendo. Huh. Wow, Caliendo, you yeah, going? Caliendo I was gonna, is not Sinatra's more. I was yeah. going to go Wycheck. His real oh, given name is Francis. Uh huh. Francis. Is it really? Yeah, Francis. And Beans, you know? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Ball, ballpark, Frank. Yeah, you know. there, that's Honestly, a good one. One yeah. of the most interesting things from Frank Sinatra, and Stein. I, I know this thanks to uh, <laughs> Red Hot. Oh, okay. Red Hot, okay. Yeah, I like that Red Frank's Hot. Red yeah. Hot. Yeah. Thanks to that show, The Offer, that Lucius turned me on to. But Frank Sinatra was very anti getting The Godfather made. He yeah. was like, no, no, no. Because one of the characters in it was kind of written based on him. So he was like, act ah. like a man, pull yourself together. He didn't like it. Yeah, when he came in there begging, mm-hmm. Godfather, please, Godfather, I need help with this. Yeah. He was, was not supposed a fan. to be Frankie, baby. Frankie was not into the Godfather being made. Frankie uh, Munoz, right? Frankie Munoz. Malcolm in the middle. Yeah. Apparently, he's going to be racing one of these cars. I can't Frank remember Thomas. if it was if, is it F1 Ooh, or is it NASCAR, but yeah. Frankie Munoz is going to get in one of these cars this season. Oh, is he? He's done that before. I there's think, a lot I think of, there's a lot of. one. Yeah, there's actors. Years ago. There's well, some actors that are in the, what we call the IMSA, which is the sports cars. 
you know? That doesn't but surprise me, dude. Patrick because Dempsey's one of these guys that drives like for Imps. He's legit, legit. He's legit, legit. Patrick Dempsey's a damn good driver. Well, because I, I think Frankie Munoz did all of his own Munoz. stunts in. Uh, I'm sorry, what is it? Munez. Munez. Okay, I'm sorry. And not Anthony Munoz. Right. Um, but he did all yeah, of his own stunts. So well today. In the Agent Cody Banks movie. Mm. Oh, dude, badass. So not I. Bad. He's got a little Tom Cruise to his game. Okay. And it, it is the Xfinity series, which is like kind of the okay, step down the from down. the... There you go. Yeah. yeah, so he's, yeah. he's going to be racing in 2024. Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. He was on the Nosebleed Seeds podcast. He was. A few years ago. Frank's doing a good job with his weight loss journey as he well. He has. He, he, he decided to just start walking. Yeah. yeah he's, That's all he's, it takes, man. He's gone like 130-something seconds. Maybe more than that now. Good for him, but yeah, he's losing weight. Frankenstein. Frankenstein, okay. Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean. Oh, yeah. Go. Pyramids. Bro. Top 10 song of all time. Of any song. Yeah, I don't care. I've never heard Pyramid. that song before. Really? Okay. Yeah, I'll fight you. I'm, I'm listening to that on the I'm way home. It. Frank Ocean's got some some bangers. Obviously, Novocaine ends up being like the really big one I think a lot of folks know. Mm. There's, There's one Novocaine? that is. There is Novocaine, one of those. Yeah. Oh, song. wow. Yeah. All right. What do you guys have coming up on the show? Uh, we got four hours of programming, 7 to 11 p.m. Let me see. What? Oh, uh, who would you like to see on the cover? NCAA Football 25. That one's coming up. And then also, in honor of, you know, spring training getting going and those guys all being in surprise, which DFW athlete or media personality would you most want to bunk with? We'll talk about that at 720. Oh, man. Bunk beds? Sure. I mean, you could. it could be bunk beds Way if more you room like for it, activities. Man. For sure. Yeah, I think that's the, best, that's the best course of action when you're trying to create as much space as possible. Uh, or are you got, were you guys generally a bottom bunk guy or a top bunk guy? I'm a bottom guy. I'm oh. slipping. But me too. Less effort. I don't want to have to. I'm not trying to climb. I'm not trying to climb. If I got to wake up and go, you know, one in the middle of the night, and I always just want to be able to roll. You don't sound like an athlete, up. man. You get up and down there pretty easily if yeah, you got to worry about Rich, you, Rich. You're like an athlete and a smaller guy. Yeah, when have That's I ever, fair. But if you're like fair. a heavyweight guy like me, sleeping up the top, I do not want to end up like. No, as fair. an adult, but Small as a kid, privilege. we all top wanted to be bunk. on the top. Yeah, it was top bunk. Because yeah. I didn't want you getting off and putting your feet on my bed. True. On yes, the dude. Ooh. People come in and sit on your bed because it's like the couch of the room. Right. I'm the top, bro. That's that, Those are good points. Those are very strong. Yeah. My, my, Sing it, Blake. Oh, he doesn't have headphones. Yeah. I, can't, I, I don't have yeah. the headphones, but I, I, is Frank playing right now? Uh, yeah. Frank's playing. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds crazy on his ass off. And on that note, we got four hours of the get right coming up 7 to 11. Thank you so Listen much to the, boys. to the general Gavin Dawson, Brian Broaddus, Eric Chiafalo, Carter Freeman, Lucius always kicking ass. I'm Zach Wolchuk. Until tomorrow at 2, hugs and hand pounds, everybody. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.